Gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Epson, right here on 101.9 High FM. That's right, this is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Yachtsen, and here we are. It's been a long break. All the Chagim this year, Tuesday somehow came pretty much almost every week there was a Chag. So it's been since before Rosh Hashanah that we haven't been on the show live. So first of all, I want to wish everybody a Shana Tova. Tonight is the beginning already of the second month of the Hebrew calendar, the month of Cheshvan. So we're almost, we're pretty much a month after Rosh Hashanah. But it's never too late to send wishes over for an incredible and positive good year. And please God, the next 11 months should be greater and more beautiful and healthier in many, many, in all ways. And as the secular calendar starts winding down, the last quarter of the year, as we're in October, it's an interesting uh, paradox I find every year with, you know, one year starts and the other year is heading to an end. Unlike the Northern Hemisphere, that September is the beginning of the school year, so kind of Rosh Hashanah and the beginning of the new school year, work year, start together. On this side of the world, it's a bit different, and it's like, it's something that after 11 years, I think these days, it's pretty much, I think, almost to the day, tomorrow, yesterday, 11 years since I moved to South Africa with my wife, and then one child. And uh, it's one of those things you never get used to, but it's it's fascinating and it's always an interesting exploration, but that's totally not where I want to go today. I want to go on a, on a different topic. You know, we focused a lot before Rosh Hashanah on the Chagim and the energy of the time. I want to go a little more, a little more personal, but also bigger picture personal. Okay, I think that was the worst introduction ever to say what I want to say. Let me just say it. You know, for many years, I've had conversations with people, and we talk about ethics and morality and goodness and kindness, and inevitably the conversation sometimes leads to and says, do you have to believe in God to be a good person? And obviously the answer is no. There's many good people who don't believe in God. Although believing God is definitely a sure way to lead you in that direction, but it's not necessary. Not, not necessarily um, the only way. But I was thinking a lot over over this month of holidays and, all, you know, all the focus on God, Rosh Hashanah God, Yom Kippur God. You know, God's very much the central, uh, central figure of the holiday. It's the figure. But especially in these Chagim, like, you know, Pesach, we focus on God taking us out of Egypt, but it's more that, you know, our freedom etc. But here it's very much crowning God as your king, building a relationship with him, embracing him, etc. I was thinking to myself, what the gift of faith is, especially in these times. And it hit me, it hit me very strongly when um, recently I was, you know, at, at a very different, a difficult funeral with, with a very difficult case and an individual who suffered tremendously in their life and just suffered a life of incredible tragedy. And as I'm walking away from the funeral, somebody walks over to me and says, Rabbi, it must be a a comfort to know that this individual has an afterlife. I thought about it and I said, yeah, it definitely is. 
and I know that this person, um, you know, is, declares himself as an atheist or an agnostic. They're not really so certain or pretty much un- very not certain that it's even existing. Um, that there is an afterlife, that there is a God. Because by default, if you believe there's a God, you believe in the afterlife, because that means that not this is not the whole reality, and this can't be the be-all and end-all. We come from somewhere, and we're going somewhere, and because God is just, and this can't be the be-all and end-all of everything that happens. But if you don't believe in it, then you sit with a, a bigger question, and the big question is, what happens with all this pain, with all the suffering? And, you know, we started this conversation and it hit me in a way that, you know, I've always known this idea, but it it was never crystallized in my mind the way it became crystallized in that moment. And that is that, especially in times of complexity, of confusion, when life does not seem to be on cruise control and we're not cruising and everything is not just smooth and pretty much Almost everyone I know is not hasn't had a very smooth time. When you have that anchor, and I'm using the word anchor because it's not just a inspirational idea. In an age that every day you're getting bombarded with 50 cute quotes and motivational quotes, and some of them are really profound. And before Shabbos, you get about 150 messages of good Shabbos, each one with its own unique quote. Quotes are inspirational, but they're not anchors. They're not things that actually ground you and and put you back on terra firma for not just for a moment, but for your lifetime. Inspiration doesn't do that. Inspiration is a motivator. It's petrol in the car. It's not the car itself, and it's it's not the gravity that's holding the car down to the ground. That gravity, the gravity that, 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 that holds us on this world, that keeps us centered regardless of what we're going through, is fundamentally the idea that this world has a creator. And what I would like to do during the show, and hopefully we can explore it, you know, and feel free to text me for 519 and be part of the conversation. What I'm really hoping to do is to, um, Like, unpack this idea of what it means when you believe in God. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not focusing on the observance aspect today. It's a fundamental point, you know, doing what God wants and growing in your observance. I'm talking about fundamentally what does it mean to truly believe in God and how does that impact your life when you're going through difficult moments. So feel free to share your thoughts, 34519. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Yafsen of Linksfield Shul. And this is the song Ba'avur Avoseinu, that in the merit of our patriarchs, in merit of our ancestors, God give us all the blessings and teach us and guide us. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Achtsen from Linksfield Shul. And here we are. We're having, hopefully, a conversation. 
not a pontification. And focusing, as the first show of the Hebrew year, focusing on the centrality of faith in God, specifically in crazy times. And I mentioned there was, like, these thoughts were generated by a conversation I was having with somebody who was, you know, we were both looking at a life of somebody who lived a very, very difficult life um, in many areas. And he turns to me and says, Rabbi, it must be a comfort to know that this person has an afterlife. And he said it with respect. In other words, often people will sit there saying, you know, the Karl Marx idea, it's the opium of the masses. What a convenient crutch, which I've always found to be such a weak and patronizing argument because not believing is as convenient as believing. Not believing means that there's no accountability to anything you do. So saying that somebody's choosing to believe or not to believe because it's an easy way out, it's it's patronizing to everybody because ultimately it, it disrespects the other person's intelligence. And it also, as I mentioned, doesn't take into account that whether you choose to believe in God or you choose not to believe in God, either one comes with certain so-called crutches and certain difficulties. So, you know, believing in the integrity of people, that people are, are searching for the truth and they just come to different conclusions, although I, you know, strongly disagree with the other conclusion, um, I, I respected the fact that this individual, he wasn't throwing that cheap shot that says, okay, it's convenient. He was saying, like, you know, it must be a comfort to know that this, this soul, this tortured, this tortured soul, which is really a misnomer because there's no tortured soul, it's more tortured body. Um, this beautiful soul, which, which went through a very difficult journey here in this world, is at peace because there's a better place. And, that triggered the thought and said to tell me and like it really hit me and says, wow, when you believe in God, and when I say believe in God, I don't mean believe that God exists. That's a very ethereal idea, but believe that this world was created and continuously is created. So created not necessarily only in the past tense, but more importantly, in the current tense. And it's an involved God, the God that's recreating this world every single moment, every single day, and is aware and involved in every single detail of existence. When you embrace that, you have that anchor, you know, even in the darkest moments, that there's meaning and purpose. Because that's really what the definition of God is. When it, in a subjective sense, not an objective. Objectively, obviously, God is, is is true for Himself. But in a subjective sense, when it, when I refer to myself, when each of each and every one of us refers to our own unique circumstances, belief in God by definition implies that life has meaning. You know, Viktor Frankl spoke uh, extensively at uh, Man's Search for Meaning. They were all looking for meaning. Now, as a psychologist he, he, and not a, a theologian, he didn't go into the whole God aspect. But his argument was that you need meaning in life. Now, by extension, if you take that idea further, if, if there's no God, then your meaning is not an objective meaning. It's not true meaning. It's all in your own head. You're convincing yourself you're making a difference to a world that actually is, is meaningless. 
that's a stretch. Believing that life is meaningful and not just creating your own hypothesis in your mind of what meaning is, is at the heart of what it means to believe in God. And I've had many conversations with people struggling in their faith, especially younger people. And they'll often say, yes, but I could create my own meaning. And what I find is I rarely hear that same argument from people later on in life. And my hypothesis about that, like I might not necessarily be correct, but my hypothesis about that is, and sorry for the banging in the background, I know the Chayakam plays this advert, or this piece of news every once in a while saying apologies, because we're still doing this from uh, off-site, but um, believing in God means that everything that I'm going through is is, is meaningful, it, it has purpose, and therefore there's nothing that escapes that, it all is purposeful. And so sorry, I was saying that younger people, my hypothesis is that they often have not seen all the challenges of life that they will see in the next 20 years. You know, unless somebody's really had a traumatic childhood, chances are they'll be exposed to a lot more of the world in the second, you know, 20 years of the, the second 20 years or 25 years of the life than they were in the first and more as life goes on. And as life um, toughens as we take on responsibilities, as we take on relationships, as we have to bring children to this world, as we take on jobs and we have to bring the, you know, a check home every single week, every single month. Um, suddenly ideas that says, sits there saying, I create my subjective meaning. It, it doesn't hold. It doesn't hold. And that's why I, I believe one of the reasons why there is such a gap, um, in belief between young adults and older people because at some stage once you've gotten over the fact that life is not just about your good looks or lack thereof or your bank account that is you know um, full or lack thereof once you've gotten over that you, you you reach a space where you're able to embrace the idea that says I need more meaning than just creating my subjective meaning, just convincing myself that I could do, uh, you know, I could do something. Now I'm going to give an example, and it might not be fear. I apologize. Um, you know, if you have WhatsApp, if you have Facebook, pretty much if you're alive today, <laughs> um, you're aware that yesterday, pretty much all over the world, all Facebook affiliated uh, companies, specifically Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, went offline. And, you know, Facebook has been quite a bit in the news. Earlier this week, there was a, uh, a report from an insider within Facebook who came forward and kind of spilled the beans about what's really going on and the issues. And I've often said this long before Facebook, you know, struggled with the 2016 election. In the early two, in, in the mid-2000s and early 2010s, before we knew anything like data stealing and data manipulation and a lot of these things that have taken over our life in the, next, in the, in the last half a decade or so, um, I remember saying to somebody, not as a prophet, maybe as an idiot, but I just had this intuition that Facebook is going to run into serious problems, and that is why, because it was created without thought. It was created by teenagers which took over the world, got two billion of us online, but 
did not think of the consequences. It's like creating the world's biggest country, twice the size of China, and not, and, and it's all run by, you know, at, at the time someone in their 20s and now someone in their 30s. And I'm someone in my 30s, so I'm not against that. But I do believe that there is a certain immaturity that comes, even if you have the highest IQ on the planet, because you haven't lived life. You haven't tasted real challenge. You haven't seen the consequences of action. You, you haven't, um, you know, felt the pain that unfortunately this world gives us at times. And I think it's for the same, it's a, it's a very same reason back to the idea of faith that a lot of younger people will not necessarily see faith. You know, you don't see 20 year olds often running to show or finding deep meaning in in faith, you do, there are people, but it's, it's definitely not at the same rate of people later on in life. And it's, and I believe a main reason is because once you have children of your own, you realize you have to give them values. Once you're getting older in years, you realize that life is not just chasing everything you had because it's already meaningless. You realize that stuff doesn't take the place of relationships. As we mature, we start appreciating certain things that we didn't appreciate younger. It's not because we're smarter. Our IQ didn't get bigger age 60 to 30. That's not the way it works. Our wisdom grew because life experience was there. And it's the same thing with, with faith in God. It's often this idea, like we're 18 years old, the world's our oyster. We're told by everybody, go out and conquer the world. You want any degree, your, your IQ is 130. You're being chased by all the boys or the girls, etc. You're, you're highly popular. You're, you, you know, if that's where you are. Other kids don't necessarily have that, that cruising or that popular life. But, you know, you're, 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 you're seeing yourself as the center of your universe. That's what adolescence is. And it's not a bad thing that it's a necessary stage. You first have to identify yourself before you can build relationships with others. Um, but to then talk about ideas like God and meaning is a much harder argument. But when, 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 when things get tough, in other words, when, when you face real challenges, when you face death, when you face sickness, when, when, when you can't make the month, you know, you can't finish the month financially, when your, your relationships are, are strained at some stage, pretty much everyone, not everyone, you know, there are sh- people who choose or are just shallow throughout their entire lives. But most people at some stage will sit there saying, gosh, what's this all about? And that question, what's this all about? If you don't just blow it out, but you actually sit with it, it's the beginning of an incredible journey. What's this all about? What am I going through? Is there meaning to my suffering? Is there meaning to the pain? Is there, is there, is there, is this by chance or is this by design? Because if it's by design, by an intelligent creator, that means there's an intelligence here. There's a strategy here. If God creates this world and God runs this world, then there is a strategy in everything. You might not necessarily understand the strategy, but as a believer, you believe there is a strategy. But if you choose not to believe, and it's a choice because, you know, you could choose to believe or not believe. That's the gift of free choice. If God didn't, if God made it so clear that he exists, then it wouldn't be a choice. So if you, if you choose not to believe, then you're going to struggle with that idea. Like, cause there's no design. This world is random. It was created by a happenstance. It just happened into existence. There's no coordinator. There's no strategy. 
So asking why is the most irrelevant question if there's no God. Asking what's the point of this is an irrelevant question. What's the meaning? Is there a purpose to it all? These are all meaningless questions because fundamentally there's no design. It's random. It's like a house that's built without an, ar an architect and no strategy and no designer. And you sit there saying, what's the meaning? And you're like, there is no meaning. This person didn't know how to build a house. And that's why the bedroom is off the dining room and the kitchen is right off the bathroom and this and that. You're like, one second, isn't there some strategy? There is no strategy. It was thoughtless. They were just building and it came a hodgepodge. When you believe that there's a strategy, you believe that there's a God. When you believe there's a God, you believe there's a strategy. In other words, they're interdependent. They, they, you cannot have one without the other. And if you find yourself asking, what's the point of COVID? What's the point of everything we're going through? Hidden behind that question, and it's not so deeply hidden, it's right there, is a statement of your faith. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is, again, 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson, and here's where we're at. We're talking about the idea that life has meaning, that everything we're going through has meaning. There's a very big difference with knowing that there is meaning to knowing what the meaning is. What the meaning is... Well, you can create your own meaning, but if you want to know the objective meaning, that you can only find out by asking God and if he answers you. But unless, you know, you're talking to God and he's responding, you don't necessarily know what the meaning is. You can, you can guess, you can hypothesize, but you can't necessarily know. But you can know that there is a meaning, and that's the important thing. I think that's what we, we tend to forget. Knowing there is a meaning is much more important than knowing what the meaning is. And I'll be honest, it's not important to not necessarily know what the meaning is. We don't necessarily want to know why the Holocaust happened, because that means that suddenly it becomes justified. So knowing what the meaning is will almost cheapen it, because then you sit there saying, okay, then I'm okay with the Holocaust. But God doesn't want us to be like that. He doesn't want us to be okay with suffering. He wants us to challenge it. But at the same time, to know that there is a meaning, that it's not meaningless. So we know the meaning, we know there is a meaning, we don't know what the meaning is, and at the same time, we challenge, we challenge it. We sit there saying, yes, I know God, there's meaning, but still, it's, it's painful, it's difficult. And it's almost the, I wouldn't call it the gift, but that's the, the, the positive in not knowing what the meaning is. They never accept it. So if we knew what the COVID meaning was, then what might happen is you sit there saying, okay, it's fine, that's, that's the purpose. God's trying to teach us X, Y, and Z. So all the death, all the suffering, all the poverty, it's justified. And then we, you lose your humanity that way because you lose emotion. You become a, you become a um, fundamentalist. You become a, a radical because suddenly you, you're, you're screaming truth without empathy. And that's not the human mandate. The human mandate is to struggle those two things. On the one hand, know what's true and believe what's true. And at the same time, not believing, um, not losing our empathy. There's a story in the Talmud where one time a heretic asks one of the sages, you know, you claim, he says to the sage, that everything in this world has a source in Torah. There's a source. In other words, it has a positive source. 
where's the source to be an idolater, to be somebody who doesn't believe? So the sage tells him, I believe it was Rabbi Akiva, he says, so the guy says, what do you mean? He says, if I'm going to be a fundamentalist in my faith, and what I mean fundamentalist, there's no empathy, then if I see somebody who's suffering, I'll say, well, that's God's design, too bad. I mean, obviously it's for the good, it's your problem. If you're poor, why should I support you? It's God's plan. So he says, at that time, God says, in some way, be a heretic. He's not saying really be a heretic. He's saying, don't focus on me. Focus on the need. Don't sit there playing God and understanding why God did it. You see somebody struggling, give them, help them. Don't get the God paradox involved. Well, it's, you know, it must be by design. No. If you're a doctor, heal the person. Don't sit there saying, oh, this person's going through a, a seizure. It must be by design. No, no, no. It's not the call of the hour. And this is one of the, the, the big paradoxes of faith is on the one hand to believe, to believe with absolute certainty that there is meaning, but at the same time to live within this world of empathy and not using that meaning as, a, as an excuse for your indifference. I remember one time talking to somebody about somebody who's struggling, and they're like, yeah, well, you know the sin the person did? I was like, okay, and therefore what? Well, what do you mean? God's punishing them. And I'm like, really? Is that what happened to your humanity? You're, you're burying your humanity in the cloak of self-righteous religiosity? I mean, you're, you've lost the plot. That's not what religion is there for. That's not what Torah is there for. That's not what faith is there for. It's not to make you lose your empathy. It's to encourage you to be more empathetic because it's the right thing to do because you have a mandate in this world to brighten up this world. God tells you, yes, there's meaning to everything I'm doing, but you don't go search for the meaning in other people's lives. In your life, you can. In other people's life, don't focus on their meaning. Focus on helping them. Don't try to excuse what they're going through. Oh, the reason they're going through is this. Don't, don't, don't defend the prosecutor. Don't defend the prosecution. Don't defend their challenges. Fight it. Like Moshe did. Like all the great, you know, leaders and patriarchs and matriarchs of, 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 of our foundation that we're reading in the Parsha of now, right? And over the coming weeks, we're going to read in the Parsha. These people who realized that my faith is not a contradiction to my empathy. My faith grows my empathy. So back to this whole conversation we're having about meaning. Knowing what the meaning is is not important. Knowing that there is meaning for everything you're going through and everything the world's going through so that you don't lose yourself. You don't sit there giving up and becoming despondent and saying, okay... That's it. Bad experiment. The world has failed. This, this country has failed. This has failed. That has failed. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. You're, you're not here to profit doom. That's not your mandate. And you have no clue because you don't know God's plan. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't. You don't have a clue. So stop prophesizing. Just live with integrity and belief that God knows what he's doing. And at the same time, do the best you can to better this world. But don't prophesize about the world. Don't talk about this world. Do about this world. This is 101.9 FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtsin from Linksfield Shore. 
This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Afton on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Afton and we're coming up to the end of the show on this beautiful Tuesday, Erev Rosh Chodesh, the day before the new month of Mar Cheshvan. That please God, it should be a month of, of beauty and goodness and... I want, to folk, I want to finish with this one idea. If we accept something that we spoke about at the beginning of the show, that faith is a choice, then you could choose to believe. And it's not a bigger gamble than choosing not to believe. On the contrary, it takes a, a bigger leap of faith to believe the world is random and meaningless and happenstance and, and undesigned than to believe it was designed. But if you choose, you can choose either way. And ask yourself, why are you choosing not to believe? Why are you choosing to believe that there's no, there's no meaning? What, and what can you do to get yourself to choose? Because again, it's a choice. Faith is a choice. You choose to believe. Obviously, there's a lot of factors that, that play into it. It's not naive faith. Believers are not naive. Um, there is a lot of evidence, but there is no absolutes. I, like, I, I, I can tell you absolutely, I'm talking to you right now through the radio. Um, I cannot, and I can prove it because it's, it's things that we can see and hear. I cannot prove that I love my, my kids and I cannot prove that, um, of my personality and I cannot prove that empathy is real and that love is real and that compassion is real and that grief is real. But it doesn't mean it's not true. So ask yourself, instead of waiting for the ultimate proof that God exists, believe. But don't just believe that there is a God. Believe that this God is involved, that this world has intention. What this God is, we don't know. And that's fine. No one asks us to know who and what it is. First and foremost, know that it is that there is intention, that there is design, that whatever you're going through is meaningful and that everything you're going through hopefully will one day show its true purpose. This is 101.9 Chai FM. Have a great day.